0: This episode is gonna be a little bit harder for me because I gotta be more personal about finances. The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love, but our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Welcome podcast people. Good to be chatting with you. I am loving the energy and, and loving the hustle out there. It's been awesome seeing a lot of people just especially in the solar sales world, go out there and crush it. They're just coming at full force in January. You would never have thought the ITC stepped down at all. People are doing great. So with, now we've had a couple episodes where have talked about recruiting teams, selling, and with all this success and hopefully some big paychecks from, from installs coming in from December, because December should have been a huge month for everyone because it was a great urgency to get that, that last sales in before the ITC stepped down. You should be having some extra money coming your bank account. So today I want to talk about how to not blow all your money. Because as salespeople we have a tendency to do it. Because well if you're a sales if you're like a salaried person, you know, okay, I have two thousand, four thousand, six, whatever, however much money in coming in you have you know how much money is coming in every week and you can budget. But as a salesperson, it goes up and down and salespeople are notoriously bad for budgeting. And it takes a few years for most of us to get really good at it. So I wanted to share my story, be a little bit vulnerable, even though it's really hard to talk about that in the open, but hopefully my failures will help you get better at it. And I'm going to talk about some lessons I've learned on how to be better with your money in sales. All right, First, well, here's my story. First, I, I, I've told it here before, you can go back and listen, but to give you a quick summary my first little bit in in solar sales made seventy two thousand dollars in four over four months of work. It was like amazing, and that was just in in the and installs kept coming in after that. So um, I had worked as a W two for most of the year, and so and we put a lot away in taxes already, and so when when it came time to do my taxes again, we went down to the local H and R Block, found a. Really good look for like one of the highest qualified accountants. Founder His name was Jane. Um, she did she did pretty good with our taxes, and I didn't owe a lot, so I was like, "Oh, that's not too bad, right?" And didn't think about it at all, and just kept making money. <laughs> and then we moved, and the next year I was like, "You know, it's Jane's all the way out in Arizona," and I probably like thinking back, I probably should have just emailed all my stuff to her, but I wasn't thinking that, or I'm sure H and R Block has some kind of portal upload through. But we are just like, whatever, we were doing it late, and she was like in high demand, and I made all these excuses, and then I found just a local accountant there in South Carolina. Uh, She took a look at our taxes, did them, and came back, and we owed $22,000, which which we had not set aside to pay for taxes. And it was like, shoot, $22,000, this really sucks. Uh, And to be frank, we just didn't have that much ready. And so we just put it on a payment plan. And I'll tell you right now, an IRS payment plan is like the worst financing you can get ever. It's like really nasty interest rate. Plus they like charge you like a hundred dollars something fee just for having it per month. I'm um, not a hundred dollars one time fee. It's like a, a monthly fee. At least when I did it, that's what they had. And it just sucked. And and then you have the IRS hanging over your head and that now again, looking back, you well, in the moment you hate the hate the reality. Looking back, I'm very grateful for that that mistake. Cause one, it well, it just taught me a lot. It taught me so much, taught my wife and I so much and what we need to do better with our finances and plan it out. Not just taxes, but finances, period. Okay. So these are the lessons we learned and things we applied that made a huge difference for us. And if you're a salesperson and you have a spouse, like I suggest listening to this podcast together and applying these things together. Hopefully, these are the basics. Hopefully, you're already doing these things. But if you were dumb like me, (laughs) or don't be dumb like me. Don't be dumb like me. Just apply it before you make the mistake. All right? So lesson number one, find a sales or business-specific accountant. You can, like, do not do TurboTax. Do not do H&R Block. Find someone that is specific for taxes. Now, I, I use Barbara Burnett, Robinson Burnett, uh, they're amazing. They are very limited on what clients they can get. If you, if you want to find out more, you guys can just find me on Facebook. Or if you have my number, just direct message me, and I can introduce you to Barbara. Um, she may or may not do your taxes. She has a lot of associates that do them well, just because she's just so booked. Um, so she, you have to make a certain amount of income before she even touches your taxes. Um, but they do that. That company, that firm, does door to door specific taxes. Uh, but you need to find a good accountant, and they need to do like small business taxes. Okay, and. It's, Preferably door-to-door, like, sales taxes, because they're very specific. And, uh, for example, per diem. Per diem is, like, the little thing that everybody forgets to write off, but it saves you a ton of money, right? And so, per diem is, like, when you are traveling, then all, like, your your food lodging and, like, transportation is part of, like, the tax deduction, right? And so, you need to record, like, for example, I always record where I go, where I've been, how long, what hotels I stayed at, and then my accountant gets all my credit card statements, right? And so they can, or my bookkeeper, I have a bookkeeper that does all my, my credit card statements. And uh, that way they can keep track. And I get a, like for me, I get a monthly report on my expenses, my income, everything. It's a, an income statement balance sheet every month for my bookkeeper. It's made a ton of difference. Yes, it is more expensive to do that, to hire someone to do that, but it is, that's how you run a business, and if you want to grow up and be a business owner, that's what you have to do is you have to have, you have to have better books. Okay. And you have to have visibility to that. So don't be afraid to hire an accountant, Hi, like hire a bookkeeper so they can keep top, on, on top of that. And if they're, they're good at specifically sales or small businesses, you're going to be all, you're going to be all the better. All right. Number two, pay taxes quarterly or monthly. I, I pay them monthly. It's save my bacon. I pay it monthly now. It's just, I set it up. It's a payroll deduction. It just comes out every month and goes to the IRS and we're good. And that way it's not a huge ding. I don't like quarterly. I personally don't like quarterly because it's still a big ding for me. I'd rather just pay it monthly. It still sucks to pay as much as for paying in taxes. Um, but it's a lot less than it could be if you just paid it, like just regularly. Okay, so pay your taxes regularly and have it set up just to deduct. Okay, whether that's quarterly or monthly, I do it monthly. Okay, that's number two. Number three, you need to have an automatic savings account. What is an automatic savings account? Almost every company, if you work for one, and they send you a check, usually it's through some kind of payroll service, and you can have a percentage of your check diverted to a different account. And what I do, what my wife and I have done, this is her suggestion, so I don't want to take like account for this. This was probably my wife, Steph's. It was her like idea. We went and set up a bank account where we don't have any plastic or paper attached to it. We literally, well, she has online access. I don't have online access. Um, she's better, better than money with I am. I'm a spender. She's a saver. And so I i don't have any access or visibility to this account. And percentage of paycheck is split between the old, well, it's three different accounts, four different accounts now, but a percentage of your paycheck, you need to have it go to that savings account and never look at it okay and what will happen and if it starts small if it's only a hundred dollars just start with a hundred dollars but what will happen is that that will accrue over time and like you'll forget about it hopefully and then like 18 months down the road you like oh yeah I have that bank account and then you'll go look at it and you're like holy crap I have some money don't spend it that's a savings account or you can use that to spend put an investment or something right but if you just put that money away automatically and you don't see it hit your normal bank account then you won't spend it and you'll have better discipline to be able to get the, get it, and preferably find a bank that like I would, wouldn't even have online checking. Like you have to literally physically go to the credit union or branch or whatever you know to like go find how much money is in that account. That's like the best way to do it because then it's just out of sight, out of mind. Okay. Number three, just don't. This is number four. That's number three. Number three, set a budget or set like a, a hideaway like a automatic savings account. Number four. This is probably the most important one. Don't count your eggs until they hatch. Okay? With salespeople, we get so excited about our sales. And we like to count up how much our commission is going to be. Now you should track how much money is coming in based off of like your commission. So your, your accounts come through. Like track your accounts, but don't track the amount of money. Don't like like I do this, I still to my day to this day catch myself doing this. Is I'll have sales coming in, I'll have like people that are promised, or I'll even have contracts signed. But I'm not even going to count that as income until it's actually installed or, or like, like for sure that paycheck's coming. Then I count it as income. I don't like, I don't sit there and think, oh man, I sold five deals this week. That means, well, each of those deals worth thousand dollars. I got five thousand dollars coming in. Like that will destroy your mental like expectations because what always happens is there is maybe not that time, but sometimes an account is going to cancel. You're going to expect on that money, you're going to spend it on a credit card, and then you're not going to get that money, and then you're not going to pay off that credit card. Yes, I'm speaking from personal experience, I've done this before, okay? It destroys your expectations, all right? And I see so many sales reps, like, expecting money to come in, and then it doesn't come in, and they're toast, you know? And they spend it on a credit cards, and their interest grows up, and it's just, oh, it's so nasty, all right? So, like, just count your eggs after they hatch. It's okay. It's okay to count your sales. It's okay to like know where your accounts are so that they're tracking to get fulfilled or installed or whatever you call it. But don't actually use that money until it's in your bank account. Then that's your budget. And like I said before, if you're siphoning off part of that off to another account, then you're not going to like splurge on it, okay? Because it's it's out of sight, out of mind, and that's how you start to save up, okay? And it's not easy. It takes discipline. And I know a lot of us salespeople and business people are young. We like to spend money, you know, and I'm one of them. I'm a spender. I'll be the first to admit it. But there's certain things I can do, certain systems I can set up that are going to make me disciplined. And for me personally, I have to get other people involved. So I have to have an accountant. They, they take care of like the taxes and money. Like they, like I give the, I give the, I give up control. My wife for savings, I give up control. I have to give that up. Because those people are better than than me. And it takes humility and it's hard for me to admit that. But I'm grateful for those people that help and support me. Okay, maybe that's secret number five is have a good support network. And for if you're if you're a spender, then let somebody else take care of your money. And most salespeople, the reason we're good at sales is because we're spenders, we're buyers, right? And so we need that support network. We need people and systems in place to help us be responsible. All right. So that those are my tips for today to help grow your bank account. Even if you're making a lot of money, it doesn't mean your bank account's growing. So use that. Share it with the spenders you know. Share it with your, if you're you're married and you have a spouse, listen to this together. Be disciplined enough to go to the bank account tomorrow. Open that savings account where you can't have access to. Put that money away and you will be grateful in the future.